Welcome to another episode of the Let's Sip podcast, the podcast where we usually pontificate on all things craft beer. I'm your host, Brandon Gaylor. This episode is a little bit different. Um, decided to talk at length just about the current state of the world with the pandemic and coronavirus issues going on. Just decided to air some of my thoughts. So if you're looking for conversation about beer, there's not to be much to be found in this episode. So I'd recommend you skip to the one beforehand, or if you're new here, you can skip back to one previous, or why don't you start, you start with number one and go from there. But either way, there's not much beer talk in this episode. However, if you do decide to listen to it, I hope you find some value to it. Hope you find it maybe a little bit cathartic uh, hearing some of my issues aired, and maybe uh, you'll find some benefits and um, camaraderie in the topics I discuss. Uh, I recorded it outside of a pond with a curious turtle watching me from a with his head poking out of the water. So I guess I could maybe consider him my first live audience ever. But um, yeah, this episode follows. If you decide to listen to my rambling, I greatly appreciate it and thank you for listening. Otherwise, like I said, uh, move on to the next episode if you're looking for beer. Uh, but if you do choose to listen, thank you much and uh, I appreciate your time. Now on to the episode. I don't really care much for Facebook. Uh, my Facebook account had been deactivated for a long time. I had recently only reactivated it because to use the ad platform and even Instagram's ad platform, you need to use the you basically need to use Facebook's web application to even set up Instagram ads. Uh, the the ad functionality for Instagram is all built alongside the Facebook ad functionality. So you need to activate, you need to have an active Facebook account to create any sort of ads for Instagram. Um, you could post on Instagram and use an Instagram account without having an active Facebook account. But if you want to do any sort of advertising, then you must have an active Facebook account to be able to access the ad tools inside of Facebook. So I was drawn back into the fold and had to reactivate my Facebook account. I haven't done much advertising since, but I still have the account active and I don't do as much on social media these days as I have done previously. Uh, I used to be even more active on Twitter and uh, done some LinkedIn every now and then. I'll do some posting, write some articles on there. But Facebook is unique in just the kind of information I guess I wouldn't even say information, but just the things that people decide to talk about. Um, people are a little more gun-shy to post such things on a professional platform like LinkedIn. I feel like Twitter, as um, Twitter, while well, Twitter has its 
uh, corners where it can be easy to um, go down rabbit holes of misinformation and people with um, bones to pick or uh, spiels to push, if you will. But Facebook is just unique in that you can have a large mixture of just friends, former workers, former classmates, former acquaintances, current acquaintances, uh, and the like. And uh, you just kind of get a helping of people's opinions and thoughts and just passing along whatever information they feel best either abuses them suits their opinions whatever um, lately the push or lately a lot of the inf uh, f uh, some of the posts I have seen have all been centered around the coronavirus lockdown and how people are offended and upset um, there are protests going on in cities where stay at home orders are still far more strict. Previously, there have been capital protests to allow people to go to back to work and things of that nature. Um, and some people are taking their thoughts or their discontent, if you will, in a far lazier route, I would say. Um, I may not share their particular opinions, but if at least they want to air them, they could find a way other than just posting something on Facebook. But many people have taken to Facebook to talk about how they feel their rights are violated, how they're being kept from living their lives. Um, one post today wanted to ask why they can go to one store and not another a concept and uh, just an overall argument that I really just don't understand uh, if people are urgently in need of going to one store or purchasing one sort of item they can go on Amazon and basically order anything they want at a click of a button and it will show up and the following day. So that is hard to understand. It's posts such as these that make it hard for me to not want to respond and to reply with my own thoughts. That and uh, some of the more politically minded po uh, posts when... Uh, comes things that I don't agree with and feel that I could possibly argue against, it's hard not to want to respond. So this is why I tend to stray away from Facebook, not spend too much time reading what people post, because I usually just happen to get irritated and frustrated. And uh, it's hard to not want to respond. And honestly, responding may think it makes you feel better for a moment, but uh, anybody can post any opinion they want on the platform and it really doesn't change anything. You're probably not going to convince anybody of anything, so it's really pointless and uh, just feels like a brief moment of getting it off your chest, but in the long run, 
doesn't really help anything. Therefore, I try to avoid being on there. But this new school of thought, these people arguing about, you know, lockdowns and they think they can't go wherever they want or because this store is not open or they can't eat at a restaurant. I understand where they're coming from, but in this, along the same lines, I think it is an example of an issue where resilience goes a little bit too far. Americans are known for their resilience. If you were to Google resilience, the definition you would find would be the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness is a uh, um, is a another word. I'm I'm trying to find a, the the term that would be uh, a synonym or a synonym. That's what I'm looking for, I believe. Um, so Americans definitely have the toughness, and we pride ourselves on being able to recover. However. Um, especially in the modern era uh, that we are currently living in. It's the year 2020. I, nobody that, who, nobody, the majority of people who are currently living have never experienced such an ep, uh, epidemic, such an, such an interesting environment, challenging environment that we are, as, we, as the one we are currently living in. Uh, as the time I'm recording this, uh, there's been over 1.3 million cases of coronavirus in the U.S. alone. Uh, the number of deaths is rapidly approaching 80,000 in the U.S. And uh, the world numbers are even more drastic. Uh, worldwide, there's been more than 4 million What's interesting is that with the U.S. then, we have over a quarter of all the worldwide cases of coronavirus. And there's been at least 281,000 deaths worldwide. Which means we are easily tracking, or uh, the U.S. Is also has a quarter of the, all the deaths from coronavirus. Uh, just in the past few days, there was an advisor to Mike Pence, the U.S. Vice President, who tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, sports figures, uh, actors, musicians, and the like have all contracted coronavirus. With this pandemic going on, the current, much, much of the current generation um, has not seen anything quite like this. We that There's been an extreme number of deaths in just a few short months. Uh, if you are a millennial or a Generation X person or a, um, 
Generation Z, then you certainly haven't experienced anything quite like this. Um, Generation Z certainly hasn't. Uh, millennials may or may not remember 9-11. I remember 9-11 because I was about 18 and in college at the time, so that's still fresh in my mind. And it's just interesting to take kind of a step back and when you compare uh, an event like 9-11 with the current pandemic. 9-11... I'm, I'm estimating here, I believe Wikipedia lists the number of casualties uh, from that the terrorist attack at the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001, um, that we refer, often refer to as 9-11 uh, for short. Wikipedia lists the number of casualties uh, uh, from that attack as being around 2,900 just under 3,000. I just remember how the United States kind of felt and the air of uh, grief. There was just a little bit um, somber in the days following that attack. And it's interesting just to compare because the number of deaths from the pandemic, from the coronavirus, is so much greater. It's over 20 times greater. By the time this is all said and done, it could be 30 times the amount of um, Americans lost uh, from 9-11 that are killed by this coronavirus. And it just, there just seems to be a much greater disconnection between that last significant event in the U.S. and what I'm experiencing from people in the U.S. and their response to this pandemic. It's just interesting. What it, where is, what does the difference stem from? Is it because it's, it's not a terrorist attack? Is it because it wasn't a violent act? Is it because, I don't know, is it, is it a lack of shock? Is it because it's been gradual and slow moving? Is it because it hasn't affected your day-to-day life? I just don't know where the disconnect comes from. And I, I definitely feel like there's a disconnection. And I'm certainly not claiming that I'm, in, um, I'm any different than anyone else. I feel disconnected, and I feel like I am not always understanding the weight of the situation and what's going on. And uh, that makes me a little bit sad. There was still a little bit of disconnection even during 9-11 because, uh, you know, I was halfway across the country and uh, wasn't from New York, but I still felt the, I still felt that, a you know, sense of the world kind of coming together or the U.S. kind of coming together 
even the world in some respects came together and kind of rallied around the U.S. during that time. And I, there was just kind of a renewed sense of patriotism and we're all in this together and we'll get through it. And, you know, some of that's just words. You know, even now, it's, a lot of it's just words. Alone together is a hashtag that, you know, makes people feel all warm and cozy. But when you have homeless people living on the street with nowhere to go, uh, those words fall flat in retrospect. But there just seems to be such a disconnect with all the people who have lost their lives from this virus. And so much of what people want to talk about is just complaints that you know they can't go where they want to, or this store is not open, or they can't eat wherever they want. Or uh, I understand people's urgencies to go back to work if uh, if they're not getting paid and they're they're on furlough or they were unemployed, they're laid off. They can't pay their rent. They can't pay their mortgage. It's understandable to feel stress and to be upset and, and, and want to go back to work. Um, those are perfectly understandable feelings. But if the protests and the complaints stem from other things, that's the, you know... If you have clothing on your back and you have enough food that you're not starving and you have shelter, it's hard to imagine a scenario where we should be complaining too much when so many people are losing their lives. I'm going to get off my high horse. Like I said, I'm, I'm just as guilty of this as anybody else. Um, I certainly have my things I like to do. I love going to a coffee shop and just sitting and being able to, you know, read a book and enjoy a great cup of coffee. I love it. I love going to the movies. I absolutely love it. I love going to breweries. Pardon me while I pause to clear my throat. That is what I get when I start prattling on for so long. I love going to breweries. I love going to tap rooms and getting to try different beers. Um, I just like relaxing at places and enjoying a nice beverage. Like I said, I love going to the movies. Uh, I'm currently in Austin, Texas, where movie theaters have been given the green light to reopen. Uh, but most have chosen not to go that route. Uh, the Regal Cinemas chain branches here are still closed. Uh, the Alamo Draft House, a popular Texas uh, institution with a number of theaters, has chosen not to reopen. Uh, I went on Fandango just to get a quick look to see if any theaters were nearby that might actually be open, and none really had any showtimes listed, so they're all still trying to uh, plan the best way to go about it. So, Basically, the things I really like to do in life, I can't do right now. Um, I can still enjoy coffee. Some lo local coffee shops have reopened. I'm currently uh, enjoying a cold brew from Bennu, uh, B-E-N-N-U, coffee. Uh, I got to try the dark roast yesterday, which was amazing. 
had a nice smoky characteristic to it. It was delicious. Uh, this cold brew is no exception. It's very good. So some of the coffee shops are open for to-go options. Uh, I have a Panera coffee subscription, which I discussed in a previous podcast. There I found the local Panera. They, ha- they are actually... Uh, have limited seating set up so you can actually eat inside. Some restaurants here are allowing dine-in options because they have patios. They're basically limiting it to outside seating. They can dine out on patios. Uh, Plenty of restaurants have to-go options. Uh, Select few have the patios for dining out. The Panera has actually set up limited seating inside. So the other day I got to actually go to Panera and enjoy a breakfast meal inside the restaurant and sit and enjoy a meal, which I hadn't done in very, very long, which was uh, felt like a true blessing. And I looked at it with new eyes and in a new light because it's been so long since you've been able to actually get food and consume it on site at a place. Um, but, you know, uh, I can still enjoy craft beer. I just have to uh, enjoy it at home and uh, away from the establishments that I pick it up at. And no bars are open, but I've still been able to pick up craft beer. Uh, and there was a actual local cafe where I was able to enjoy a pint recently outside on the tables they had set up outside. And that was amazing. But in the grand scheme of things, I can't complain for not being able to do what I want to do. Um, in, the, uh, in the grand scheme of things, people I care about, my family, they're still all trugging along. Nobody has succumbed to the virus. Nobody has contracted the virus. Um, so life is good. I, I, I can't find a reason to complain. And I personally, I'm, I'm a very negative person. And I, to, to be honest, I could find plenty of reasons to complain. And I've had my share of frustration during this, as I'm sure everybody else has. Um, people want to go back to just doing what they do. They took, they took the, the freedom to do whatever you want. And to go wherever you want to go, um, most Americans take that for granted, myself included. And uh, not being able to do that has caused plenty of frustration and irritation and anger. And uh, I even got fed up in moments past during all this shutdown and lockdown. But, like I said, it's... We have to look at it from a different perspective. There's been so many lives lost that I I don't think people have truly grasped how bad it has been. I feel like the ripples are going to be felt once, I don't know, once maybe the world tries to go, you know, once the world tries to get back to normal, maybe things will be noticed more. It's just hard to say. I, I just feel like 
I feel like there should be more of the reflection on all the lives that have been lost. Uh, of course, the economy is important. Um, jobs are important. There's plenty of talk about job loss and the economy. Uh, there's plenty of talk, actually. I feel like there should be just as much talk about uh, the number of lives lost and that. I, I mean, period, that. Uh, that's... Um, has resi uh, does, has our resilience become a negative thing? Is it just disconnection? Is is this is this how the world is for us now? I don't know. Is this? Uh, I don't want to make this a big, you know, preaching about technology and the evils of it. But is it, you know, in the, in, in the way, in the, in the new world and, uh, you know, they, they say that technology drives us all apart um, as much as it tries to connect us constantly. And we've, you know, the, the connections are there, but they're not as deep as they could be if they were in person. Has this caused some disconnection that's, you know, coursed through our everyday lives and caused us to look on nearly 80,000 lives lost with much less of a pause than maybe should be given. The resilience feels like a little bit of a bad thing. I don't know. Resilience is supposed to give a, is supposed to be a good thing, and we pride ourselves on it. But is it making us lose sight of what's important? Perhaps, perhaps not. That's just the way I kind of feel, and that's just just, just a question that has come to my mind in days past. Like I said, I am as guilty as anybody else often worried about myself getting back to doing what I want to do and uh, spending less time thinking about just the sheer number of lives lost during this pandemic, all of this chaos going on. But, I don't know, does anybody else feel this same way? Does anybody else stop to wonder why there just isn't more of a reaction or is it just me um i don't know but i'm gonna still be trying to process it and work through it um we still have a long way to go i feel um it will be interesting to see where it goes i certainly look at it as I'm pretty, I'm confident that humanity and the world will get through it. Uh, but I don't look at it as a guarantee either. It's, nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Um, this could 
be something that really has a lasting impact on the world. This could be long ways from finished. Um, they're talking about coronavirus mutations and second waves and things like that. Um, I don't look upon the media with such distrust and, you know, everything's evil and this whole fake news nonsense has pushed everything to the extreme. But I also look at the facts that we don't know exactly where this is going to go. Vaccines are still a long way off, and coronavirus isn't done, that's for sure. The world is trying to get back to normal, but um, the coronavirus isn't done with us just yet. So it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Like I said, nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed for anybody. We could catch the coronavirus at any time. We could succumb to it. We could catch it. We could be lucky. We could be lucky and survive it. We can be lucky and not catch it at all. But it's still, I think it's still important that we recognize it and respect it um, for ourselves and for all the people who have lost their lives. The other thing that bothers me is people still feel it unnecessary to wear masks, uh, especially people who choose to continue exercising outside, jogging. People walk by or jog by you and they're breathing heavily into your face. I don't understand why that's not uh, policed more. There should be no reason why people who are jogging can't wear something covering their mouths. There's a very, very small percentage of joggers who actually do cover their mouths. So running with something covering your mouth is not impossible. So uh, I know they don't like to police the facial coverings. Um, that I understand. But they should, I feel like if somebody's jogging and they're not wearing a facial covering, they're putting people at greater risk. But that's just my opinion. I'm choosing to cover my face in public. I feel that's the best consideration for myself if I'm going to be amongst people. And I feel it's just a matter of respect to other people as well. I don't know what I'm carrying around. And I don't want to be spreading any sort of germs to anybody else. Um, I feel fine, but I don't know what I'm carrying, and I don't want to... I would hate to feel that I passed on the coronavirus to somebody who ended up not surviving it. So, that's a, I, I think it's a simple choice to make. Um, I just feel like a lot of people aren't giving that consideration. And they're making their choice to not wear a mask when they go outside, even if it's been ordered in their particular city or state. And uh, that's on them. But I feel like when your choice starts affecting other people, maybe you should think twice. But again, like I said, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to step off my high horse. Uh, the bigger thing I wanted to talk about, like I said, was the number of deaths and 
just how this pandemic has affected humanity. Um, I have my thoughts and I have my frustrations, but I'm not going to not going to protest a lockdown. I'm not going to air my grievances. Um, and I, like I said, I personally would take a step back and look at the perspective of things before I started complaining about where I can go and what I can't do. And like I said, I'm just, I feel a little bit of, um, feel a little melancholy about things. That's just my thoughts, and I'm going to quit rambling for this first section. I hope, uh, I thank anybody who's listened this far and who's kept up with it. And um, let me know what you think and if you feel the same way. Thanks for listening. That will do it for this episode of the Let's Sip podcast. I'm your host, Brandon E. Gaylor. Podcast theme music composed by Brandon E. Gaylor. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Let's Sip Podcast. Thank you very much for sipping with us, and we'll drink with you again next time. Bye-bye.